Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So I just wanted to share this article with you talking about the Chinese manufacturing and how Chinese manufacturing is going to be leaving China and move to other places around the globe, uh, mainly other nations in Asia, India. And in fact, I think I even read something how there's even a factory moving up to Poland. But the point is, is that China was always the manufacturing powerhouse. Not always. I mean, they have been for like the last 40, 50 years or whatever it's been. The United States used to be the manufacturing powerhouse. And then we talked about how all our good manufacturing jobs have left the country and moved over to China. And people say this is a major problem that has taken place and it's because of administrations and stuff like that that has caused this. Now, or greed or, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's that's been stated about it. Really, it's the Cantillon effect taking place. That's really what it comes down to. And China's going to suffer the same things that we are suffering through. The only thing is, is like, it's not going to just be a allowed to happen. Think about this for just a minute here. The United States has been producing and manufacturing and selling stuff around the world and was always known for building quality stuff, like always known for it. And so when you were buying American, you were buying good, buying good quality stuff. But then foreign competition started coming in and people would say, hey, this foreign competition, this is garbage stuff, right? Well, eventually the foreign competition stuff started to increase in quality to the point that it could compete with the domestic manufacturing and it drove that domestic manufacturing out since the foreign production was cheaper. Now, really, this is the major problem that exists throughout all economies throughout the history of time. And it's really, I mean, this is Cantillon talking about this stuff. What can we expect to come from this, though? I mean, will you think about it? The United States got to a point where it's like, okay, so the manufacturing of stuff is not really bringing us in the new money. So what we need to do is start bringing in the new money from debt issuance. So they started issuing out a lot of debt to make up for the fact that we were not selling as much stuff to the rest of the world. As we were bringing in this new money, we were enjoying a higher standard of living, which meant that we were importing ever-increasing amounts of foreign production. So this problem of bringing in the new money from debt issuance was the reason why we ended up exporting all our domestic manufacturing and importing all the foreign production that we do. So this has continued all the way to this very day. And now trying to figure out how to get new money into our system is very difficult. People talk about how, hey, we should need to deal with the United States, you know, overburden of debt that we have. If we start to do that, our way of life starts to deteriorate because that's the new money that comes into our system that we are able to buy the foreign production with. Now, granted, a lot of people will be saying, well, we should just be producing stuff for ourselves. That's great, except that we don't produce stuff for ourselves. And the things that we do produce to, for ourselves are very expensive. And so what you're saying and when you say we should produce stuff for ourselves is only a handful of people who have the money should be able to buy the things that we produce because that's all that's going to be available. The only way we can all continue to live the life that we do is because we continuously pour in the foreign production that we do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now 
what China is going to end up facing is, is the same situation that we had faced, is that our manufacturing costs are more expensive than the competitors out there. And that's what China is facing today. Take a look at the article I leave down in the description for you guys. They are finding where their wages in China are now higher than they are in, say, Vietnam or Indonesia or India or Malaysia or any place else out there. And so during the COVID lockdowns, this started pushing the distribution network into different partnerships, right? People needed to find wherever they could, wherever they could, and pay whatever price they needed to to do it. Well, by doing this, they had actually found new places of foreign production to start creating that new distribution network. Like, for example, I work retail um, hardware. I work at a lumber yard, and we have for years sold the same brand of nails. It came from the same company. It was manufactured in China. Well, during the COVID lockdowns and the disruptions, we cannot get some of the hardware from the typical locations that we would get it from. So there was a shortage of nails. That happened to be one of them. So we started sourcing it out from wherever we could. All of a sudden, we got these weird-looking purple-colored boxes come in. I'm like, per what are these from, right? Never heard of a generic brand. Look at it. comes from India. Right? First time I had ever seen nails come from India. They had always come from China. But this is the new distribution network that they had to reestablish since the lockdowns in China were preventing the typical distribution of nails to us like they once were. We had to find another distribution network and it happened to come from India. Like we didn't go and search for it in India. The people who buy nails and distribute them through the network, you know, through the through the nation, they happened to find some in India and we got it through our typical distributors. But they had to go source it out through wherever channels they could get it from. And this is the new distribution networks that end up getting reestablished. And it puts the manufacturing into different locations. And that's what we're starting to experience today. So China is going to start peaking out on its manufacturing, on its domestic manufacturing. And it's going to start leaving the the. Uh, the country of China and start moving to other nations that are going to be cheaper. This is what we're going to experience. How China reacts to this is going to be very similar to what the United States had to do in order to keep their standard of living, in order to keep their economy going, in order to keep the stuff like they have for the last, you know, building up of four decades, they're going to have to figure out a way to get new money coming in. And the only way to really get new money coming in, if it isn't from the manufacturing of goods, is to issue out debt, right? To borrow that money or to hope that you have invested enough out across the world that their payment back to you can bring in some new money. But I mean, I don't know if the Silk Road initiative is going to quite do that for them. I mean, is that a possibility? I guess. However, the more log logical idea, at least from my opinion, is going to be from the debt issuance that they're going to do and try and push out more of their government debt out there onto the world. Now, this is really what would be needed in order for China and the yuan to start taking over as a world reserve currency is that they would need to be a purchaser of stuff, right, and be a debt issuer out there. And that's what the United States is. So they would be competing with the United States for what the United States is trying to do, be the biggest debtor and the biggest purchaser of, of all the items out there. Because that's the only way you can really provide the world with the world reserve currency is to have the safe and liquid asset, you know, like the U.S. Treasury and to be able to provide the world with cash. And in order to in order to provide the world with cash, you have to have a consumer base big enough to buy the world's foreign production. And that's what the United States is. There's very few nations out there that are even remotely close to doing that. 
But that's what China's going to be pushing towards if they're going to try and hold on to the standard of living that they have been have been enjoying or have been increasing to enjoying to this point is that they have to issue out that debt or figure out a way to get new money in, whether they keep their domestic manufacturing going or, you know, <clears throat> figure out some other kind of investment that's going to draw on the new money war, for example. And that's really where I think I kind of lead to on all this, or at least in my mind ends up going to is that at some point the United States is going to be competing with China on the debt issuance on who it is that they're going to sell debt to. And it's going to be, Whoever is the winner of the fight between the two, right? Because it's going to get to a point where people are like, holy moly, China is really doing a great job of building up their economy to the point that or the debt issuance of their economy. I don't know if it's actually building up their economy, but building it up to the point that they can issue out all this debt to the world, start buying the world's stuff. Right. In order to provide the world with the yuan. And now that's in competition for what the United States is doing. What is the United States going to do? Just be cool with it? Be like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're done. Our, our day is done. We're no, we don't get to do it anymore. No, they're going to take their military force and start smashing the shit out of everything that is Chinese, right? In order to prevent them from doing that. That's where the big wars start to take it. Yeah. That's like 1984 stuff, right? Okay. Um, good Sunday morning, everybody. <laughs> Uneducated economists, you let me know.